chapter three of the campfire girls at sunrise hill this is a LibriVox recording all LibriVox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the campfire girls at sunrise hill by margaret vandercook work health and love much learning hath made her mad sighed polly mournfully betty being a notoriously poor student molly was staring thoughtfully at their visitor that is an indian folk dance perhaps betty is pretending to be pocahontas she suggested with such an evident attempt to explain away her friend's eccentricities that betty stopped in her dance to laugh and polly and mrs o'neill followed suit i am not mad and i am not playing at being pocahontas but as usual molly is nearer right than her sister polly because there is a good deal about the indians in what i want to tell you betty sat down before the three shining candles and taking a little stick from the pile of wood near by she pointed it at her third candle you are to guess what my strange word wokilo means no it is not an indian word although it sounds like it mary you begin by taking the last syllable first what is the greatest thing in the world mrs o'neill some minutes before had risen halfway up from her lounge and was leaning her head on her arm while she watched betty's curious proceedings the greatest thing in the world she repeated softly far wiser persons than i found the answer to that question many years ago the greatest thing in the world is love betty nodded now polly you may have the next guess though you are sure to say the wrong thing what is the next greatest thing to love polly shrugged her thin shoulders her face still moody in spite of her recently awakened interest oh i told you the answer to that question when you first came into this room betty ashton though none of you chose to believe me it is plain as a pipe-stem to me that wealth is the next best thing to love and sometimes it is better when you happen to love the wrong thing or person it rhymes with wealth but begins with the letter h the questioner returned hastily too much in earnest to waste further time in argument now molly you have the third turn remember you are to decide what the first syllable stands for woe for a few seconds the third girl hesitated her cheeks flushing uncomfortably not so quick or clever with her tongue as polly and betty she was far more gifted with her fingers i am sure i don't know what you mean she replied woe is the beginning of the word woman but you can't mean woman i know you and polly think books of plays and novels the greatest things in the world but i don't and besides i can't find the right word for them you know what i really like best is just cooking and cleaning up and putting flowers on the table stupid household things that can't have anything to do with your wonderful word and molly looked so apologetic for her own domestic tastes that her mother took both her hands and held them tight for goodness's sake molly dear even in these days of the advanced female it is still something to be proud of to have real womanly tastes because some women go out into the world is no reason why they should lose their womanly instincts what we are all working for both men and women is really just the making of a home a big or a little one i don't know myself what word betty is searching for but i do believe these very things that you like best come very close to my own guess for if love is the greatest thing in the world 
the making of a home to shelter it is most important i have an idea that love would come to a tragic end if when it returned home to dinner polly should meet it in the character of ophelia with wild flowers in her hair offering it rosemary and rue for dinner instead of meat and vegetables again the audience laughed because of polly's well-known devotion to the drama and because if she were left alone to look after the cooking her mother and molly often returned to find her poring over her recitations with the dinner burning on the stove if mother is going to preach a sermon with me for a text betty's candles will sputter and die out before ever she explains her word polly suggested oh the word is work molly wasn't so far wrong though work may mean different things to different people wohilo means work health and love betty explained quickly still keeping her eyes on the candle flames but polly rising from her place slipped over and took betty by both shoulders elizabeth ashton more commonly known as the princess bettina or betty will you kindly explain yourself no doubt those are three estimable things you are recommending to us but please tell me how work health and love are going to solve our present difficulties and help mother get the rest she needs it seems to me she has given us too much of the first and last of your watchword already and has too little of the middle thing left in consequence betty's long lashes swept her cheeks in a tantalizing fashion and her color deepened as clasping her hands over her knees she began slowly swaying back and forth her eyes fastened on polly i am dreadfully long in coming to my point she confessed but it is such fun to keep you guessing and i do so want you to be interested you see i suppose you know about the campfire girls everybody seems to have heard except me but now that light which has been given to me i desire to pass undimmed to others will you won't you will you won't you be a campfire girl her manner which had been a queer combination of fun and seriousness now at last appeared entirely grave molly and polly she continued quietly you know how often we have talked lately of being dissatisfied of feeling that here we are growing older and older every day and yet not learning half the things we ought to learn nor having half the fun we ought to have of course we read novels all the time because it is the only way for nice girls to learn about romance or adventure but we would like really to live the things we think about just the same as boys do they don't dream and scold about the things they want to do they go ahead and do them teaching one another by working things out together they belong to things and don't just have to have things belong to them to make them happy like girls do here here cried polly not exactly seeing what betty was driving at and desiring to tease her into greater confusion but mrs o'neill shook her head encouragingly betty would not deign to consider her tormentor oh it is foolish for me to try to explain all the campfire idea means she added simply i couldn't if i tried for esther clark the strange girl who has been living at the asylum and has just come into our house only told me what she knew this afternoon but i want to find out by living the campfire idea i want to see what we could get out of forming a campfire club the first one here in woodford just take polly and molly and me for example mary dear 
she continued coaxingly i am longing to know the things molly does about cooking and housekeeping and all the rest and i can't learn at home think what it means to go messing about in our kitchen with cook and half a dozen servants laughing at you then molly really would like to know what polly and i find so fascinating in books and in prowling about together in the woods and polly well i don't know that she wishes to learn anything from molly or me or anybody else who joins our club but if she doesn't that is just what she ought to learn polly held up both hands for goodness sake betty stop talking i will join your campfire club and be made an example of at any time also i will use my noble influence to persuade any girls you wish to join all the same i don't know what your wretched club has to do with helping us solve our problem about mother and that is all i care about at present has to do why everything betty repeated slowly but before she was able to finish her sentence there was a sudden loud ringing of the front doorbell and the three girls jumped to their feet in another moment polly had disappeared into the hall returning with her expression changed again to its original look of gloom it's that granite man mother mr wharton and his entire family son and daughter i wonder why they can't leave you alone after business hours i had to ask them in the parlor since we can't entertain anyone in the kitchen except the princess but we simply can't join you until we hear what she has to say polly sighed as her mother rose without replying and left the room and betty did her best to hide her smiles for everybody in woodford believed that mrs o'neill's employer had more than a friendly interest in her and though polly constantly railed at their poverty and mr wharton was the richest man in the village the very sound of his name used often to irritate her the candles had at last burned down to their sockets and softly betty blew out the last flickering flames with a nod of understanding molly turned down the lighted lamp and after a fashion of many years the three girls drew three little old-fashioned rockers in a semicircle up before the kitchen fire my plan is to form our campfire club of just the right girls and to have just the right guardian and then to spend our whole summer camping in the woods betty explained quickly at last you see i don't want to go to europe with mother and father this summer one bit i am dead tired of hotels and sights so at dinner to-night i talked over the campfire plan with father and though mother wasn't enthusiastic i could see father didn't think it in the least a bad idea so i am sure he will give us the camping outfit if i beg very hard and we can all share expenses afterwards can't you understand that if mary lets you spend your summer in camp she can go away and rest and think no more about you and we can have such a wonderful time in the half-darkness polly danced a shadow dance and then flung her arms about her friend oh princess i might have known you were as clever as sentimental tommy and would surely find a what i am sure mother will think it a beautiful plan for us just to live among the trees and the stars and hear the birds sing and tell stories about our own campfire and to sing yes and to do our own cooking and cleaning and wood gathering and a thousand other practical things laughed betty to stop polly's rhapsodizing but the truly important part of our scheme is to find congenial girls for our club and the right guardian there are four of us already molly suggested betty appeared surprised just you and polly and me what fourth girl do you mean as molly did not answer at once 
a low whistle came from between polly's closed lips do you mean princess that you do not intend to invite the girl who told you about the campfire club esther clark i know her by sight at school betty frowned certainly i had not meant to include her she does not belong to our set i don't mean to be rude but she has been raised in an orphan asylum and nobody knows who she is i suppose she comes of some very common family common families sometimes produce very uncommon characters polly returned dryly and s n o b spells snob but not betty i hope i wish you wouldn't think so much about family princess i do believe we ought to judge people by what they are themselves and not by what their ancestors have been with a quick movement betty half overturned her chair good night she said we can talk things over to-morrow i promise not to be too late to-night it isn't that i really mind having esther in our club only we don't know her very well and it seems most important that we should all be congenial but betty could not move toward the door because her skirts were held fast if you go now i shall cry my eyes out all night polly protested in a tone that was almost convincing it was horrid of me darling to tell you the truth and me irish and believin in the blarney stone she apologized in her pollyesque fashion please never never tell me the truth about myself and have anybody in your club you like only if you expect to have twelve girls who exactly agree you will have to leave both you and me out to start with betty laughed only half appeased but molly was speaking quietly and because she talked less frequently than the other two girls they usually paused to listen to her i think the more unlike we girls are the more fun we will have and the more we will help one another she suggested but betty do you know who has started this campfire idea in woodford and who knows just what we ought to do betty groaned who else could it be my dear but my arch-enemy the person i like least and who likes me even less in all this village ah is anything ever perfect in this life martha mcmurtry the science teacher at the high school who will certainly cause me to remain in the sophomore class another year unless i learn something more than what h two o means is the only woman esther could suggest the sisters laughed since betty's battles with this teacher had kept things lively you poor dear we can't have her for our guardian polly insisted sympathetically can you imagine such a prim scientific old maid ever understanding anything of the beauty and romance of life in the woods i would like titania queen of the fairies to be our only chaperone before the other girls could dispute the absurdity of polly's final suggestion the kitchen door opened and mrs o'neill returned looking unusually cross why didn't you join me you wicked children she said reproachfully mr wharton came to ask me since i was not going away to look after his little girl this summer he has to leave on some business trip and as frank is to camp in the woods there was nothing for the poor man to do with sylvia i hope you won't mind very much for i have promised to take care of her sylvia the three voices made a dismal chorus that stupid ill-mannered child i am sorry dear but you are not going to look after anything or anybody this summer but yourself you see you are sailing for ireland in a few weeks and we are going to live in the woods and be taken care of by our old mother earth and our father the sun polly replied dramatically you are talking nonsense polly 
please don't be tiresome any more to-night mrs o'neill urged lying down on the sofa again as though she were too weary to be up another minute i can't discuss the matter with you but mr wharton has been too kind for me to refuse him this request betty found her blue cloak again and softly slipped over to kiss the older woman good-night don't worry what polly told you is true but sylvia will be looked after just the same she slipped away polly following to watch her safely across the street as she always did outdoors the girl stood silent for a moment looking up at the beauty of the night the stars were shining and the warmth the day had failed to bring to the earth had been followed by some unseen messenger of the night you are going to include that hateful child in your campfire club after what i said to you betty polly whispered oh if only her name wasn't sylvia and she didn't have a snub nose and wear goggles i could forgive her but think how absurd the combination is anyhow you are dear and it must be because i am irish that i am always in the wrong End of chapter three